to Buenta Vista, episode 56. Uh, I'm Andrew, and we're all here in boot camp. That's right, folks. Uh, we all got really drunk and accidentally enlisted while we were out on the town. You know that thing? That staple from, like, old movies in the 80s? Uh, people get too hammered and wake up, and then they're accidentally in the military. Getting a buzz cut in the morning, looking unhappy about it. Theo's over there getting his head shaved, weeping <laughs> softly. Uh, ben is uh, now he has like tape around the middle bit of his glasses <laughs> suddenly for no great reason. Uh, Lucy's doing the whole GI Jane thing. Oh, nice. So that's a poor also crying while having a head shave because that's the thing I remember from GI Jane. Yeah, <laughs> please don't, please don't shave my head. No, no, she's just doing lots of lots of push ups, looking real oh. hard. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm uh, comically holding up a rifle and looking down into the barrel of it, like I'm trying to figure out how it works. So we've all got something something good to look forward to. Cool. We're in I the army now, like Paulie Shaw. Can't wait for war. <laughs> can't wait for a war. So keen. Can't wait uh, to I don't know get sent to Iraq, Afghanistan, one of them. Yep. What's Australia involved in these days? Um, Still those? those? Yeah. Still them. Yeah. Um, we didn't send anyone over for the cave rescue or anything, did we? Jeez. Uh, Wait. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel... Okay. All right. I, yeah, yeah. This is a trap, I'm sure. It's okay. No, I'm we backing all made up. the same noise at the same time, I feel. <laughs> well, <laughs> Although, I, I, technically, I don't believe we sent uh, that the doctor over there he was there on holiday uh the was he an anesthetist i believe an anesthesiologist maybe in real life i don't know why it's in the, real life knock those kids out in his career real life unlike he's, this this movie we're imagining currently he's also a certified diver and he was in thailand on holiday and he just went to the the cave site and ended up like he went in there every day Checking on the kids, making sure they're okay, and like oh. was doing their health checks before sending them through before they did the dive on the escape and stuff. And his dad died while yeah. he was there, <laughs> like pretty much just as they got the kids out. I'm pretty sure he got the news of his father's death. Uh, wow, R Richard, a, God, so this is, was a, while God is a big cunt. This is while Elon <laughs> was preparing the sub, so. Yep. I'm not saying that Elon killed this guy's dad. Mm. Go on. I'm <laughs> I'm not saying that. Okay. All right. Glad we got that out of the way. I liked the part where um I liked the part where Elon was replying to like the BBC on Twitter and <laughs> about because <laughs> oh, they because they, they posted that that story about like the the rescue chief, the head of the rescue operation saying that um they didn't need his solution because it was, quote, impractical. And he replied himself to the post with the news story on it saying, uh, that guy's not actually the boss of the operation. I think you're thinking of this other guy who's um, not from Thailand who sent me an email saying that he appreciated my work. Yeah, he also <sighs> said that they're uh, all incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. So, yeah. um. uh, so you know, it's... um. I, I liked in that email where he's like, my team works on spaceships and spacesuits. 
<laughs> oh, it was pretty nuts. Uh, I got that guy's name wrong, but uh, the Australian guy uh, is Richard Harris. And I believe there was another diver there who was the head of the diving operation was Richard Sten. There was there were two Richards. But yeah, Harris is our guy. And uh, and were were these people from the army? No. You are correct. We did not send... Well, I don't fucking know. Maybe we did. But they weren't involved in the dive if we sent any of our military there. Yes. So I accept your apology. I accept apologies from the entire podcast's cast and their sceptical noises they made when I said that we didn't <laughs> send our military personnel mm-hmm. over to try and like um, explode those kids out of the cave. Oh, hang on. God, I'm going to backtrack here a little bit. The, the Australian team in Thailand also included Dr. Harris's West Australian dive partner, six Australian federal police divers, a Navy clearance diver, and members of the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade Crisis w- Rescue Team. Were they all there on holiday too? I think they were sent there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, folks, I feel like we've really had some Australian conservative media types losing their minds this week. We've seen some absolutely cooked brains. Hmm. Uh, some brains really just getting nuked. It's uncharacteristic. Like it doesn't happen. <laughs> How weird. How weird. We had um we had Mark Latham doing the doing the robocalls for One Nation. Yep. Which is pretty good. That's a pretty good I wanted good to look. get one. I didn't get one. Very upsetting. Were you in the right area? No, but I just wanted I wanted to call. <laughs> just wanted to hear his voice, you know. Just want to hear the reassuring tones of a barking mad lunatic yelling down the phone at you on behalf of Pauline Hanson. That's right. And like ignoring the fact that a he was the leader of the Australian Labour Party at a point, having been you know involved in the Labour Party since university. That that's already kind of bad enough that he would be fronting up for One Nation. You know, I feel like One Nation usually has its revolving door with um, either people leaving the party and becoming independents, or like you know joining forces with like Family First psychos and stuff like that. Um, but isn't Mark Latham also a member of the Lib Dems? He David sure Lindholm's is. Party, <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing. And he's doing, uh, yeah, he's doing the the ads for another political party. So that's cool. It is pretty strange. That's free speech, baby. It's the freest speech of all. (laughs) But uh, we had had another great example, though, with um, Sky News resident spaghetti head fucko Rowan Dean. Speaking of the old Thai rescue, um, they had him on for some reason. I don't know why they ever do or why they ever would had him on, and he was talking about um, the rescue and what he thought would be really smart. <laughs> what he thought would be really smart is to just kind of talk for a while about um, the, the Western supremacy of the rescue operation. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> well, made... Does that even... That doesn't make sense, though, does it? Oh, it's way better than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so, here is Rowan Dean covering the uh, the Thai rescue live on Sky News, and he and he likes to really bring the outsider's flavour to his commentary. 
Here we go, folks. Those kids would not be alive if uh, those pumps had been powered by windmills and solar panels, uh, if they hadn't had Western technology in there, if they hadn't had Western expertise. It wasn't a bunch of uh, gender-fluid divers that went down there. It wasn't a bunch of, uh, you know, touchy-feely identity politics, diverse and inclusive, unconscious bias mob who saved those boys' lives. It was solid Western know-how and technology. Holy shit. It's just <laughs> those kids would not be alive if pumps had been solar or wind powered. And uh, the divers weren't gender fluid. It wasn't a bunch of gender fluid divers that went down there. Guess we'll send out the gender fluid diving team next time. Mm. Like, <laughs> wasn't a bunch of touchy feely identity politics, diverse and inclusive, unconscious bias mob who saved those boys' lives. Solid Western know-how. I mean, this was like literally a multinational team. Yeah. Like, diverse and inclusive really kind of does fit the bill here. Mm. And would you call Thailand Western? Well, it's West of something. It is. It also also feels a bit strange to... um, like, how how deep does Rowan Dean want to go into gender while he's talking about Thailand? Yeah, it's really like... The country ooh. with a commonly accepted third gender. Like Tugging on my little collar right now. Country with the, with the most... I'm pretty sure... Do, does Thailand have the most gender reassignment surgeries in the world? Really? I'm not sure. On the regular? It's not, a, it's not a statistic I have filed away in my brain. Oh, well. No, not personally either. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um... But yeah, like, Thailand has a lot of transgender people, very visible, very publicly visible. I do know that they they have their own issues in workplaces and everything. But um, but yeah, like it's it's way more way more normal, I think, to be a trans person in Thailand than it is in a lot of other places. Hmm. Um, it's just what a what a weird and like. The if those things ha- if the things that they were using had been powered by renewable energy, those boys all would have died. That's that's a bit it's, of a stretch. It's insane. It's genuinely insane. I guess like what what gets me about a lot of um a lot of the right wing complaints that I see about you know gender and the thirty four genders and all that kind of shit is they they constantly sort of labor under this idea of oh, all these people are constantly shoving all their identity politics in your face. These people are constantly talking about this stuff and making you hear about it and think about it, picture it and everything. This motherfucker cannot do a sentence. Like, how did he get all of those, like, right-wing identity politics things he into... He chucked them all in there. Yeah. He packed them in. A real grab bag, wasn't it? Mm. The renewable energy, he had the the wind farms, he had the the solar stuff, he had gender fluidity, he had identity <laughs> it's politics, really. diversity, inclusiveness, unconscious. Well, this is why he gets paid the big bucks. I yeah, guess. well. Yeah, you just come up with that on the fly. It's just like every single normal person had two reactions to these boys being rescued from the cave. Everyone went. Fuck yeah, this is fucking incredible. Something nice has finally happened in the news for the first time in 25 years. This is incredible. And then they went, ha ha, Elon Musk. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, like, He's whose brain goes, his... oh, gender fluidity, uh, <laughs> wind power. <laughs> like, just be fucking happy, you fucking weirdo, and straighten your hair. You look like an asshole. You look ridiculous. Like, get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think, didn't wasn't everybody's take on this just, hey, look, a, a bunch of countries just work together nicely and got a thing done and there was one person who tried to like ride on the coattails of the people actually doing the thing and everyone laughed at him the end like the (laughs) yeah the silver lining was elon musk getting laughed at and that was that was pretty much it but like you said to to look at it through that lens is just extremely cooked it's extremely cooked uh, I believe that was on PM Live, Paul Murray's show, which explains why Rowan Dean was speaking publicly at that exact moment. Because, <laughs> like, I when I when I first saw it, I was like, he was doing their rolling coverage of the yeah. Tyrus I was like, they they didn't <laughs> they didn't have fucking Rowan Dean on the news like talking about regular shit, did they? Imagine just like as they're coming out of the cave, just being like trying to assess whether or not he thinks they're gay. Look at this one. Oh, Ooh, look at this one. <laughs> so, all right, let's back this up. So far, yep. one, two, four, seven, eight, <laughs> ten, eleven, and the coach. Not gay. <laughs> Everybody else, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Third child out of the cave is crying and saying that he wants his mother like a complete beta, like a real soy boy. Look at this cuck soy boy out look here. Look at this cucked child. What sort of cultural Marxism did they read to him while he was in there and make him make him cry while he's being let out? Unbelievable. Absolute lunatics. Hey, speaking of lunatics. Oh. We got a letter. Another one. We got a letter from a friend of the show and as far as I know, not a lunatic, Tim Wyatt, um, who said, uh, can you just generally badmouth convicted racist Andrew Bolt? That always cheers me up. Oh, And buddy... Yes, we can. Mm. The stars have aligned. The stars have aligned for you because Andrew Bolt wrote an article this week, and we're pleased to say that it is without doubt one of the most batshit crazy things that he's ever written. It is like I'm, you know, I like to think that I've built up something of an immunity to his takes. Mm. Me too. Because they're just huh. they're all bad, but like. He always has he has his own little set of rules of like decorum that he won't breach generally. And he does. This he has this one, weird politeness about things. Yeah, and this one seems like him being even more of a fuckhead <laughs> than <laughs> usual. It seems like he was genuinely so angry when he wrote this, uh, which on one hand is very good because uh, the idea of him being mad fills me with a radiant joy. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, it's very bad. Uh, because a lot of people will read this and agree with it. You know, I was trying to think. Um, I was trying to think earlier in the day about whether I think there's like a, a an American right wing media personality that's kind of a parallel to Andrew Bolt, and I was wondering if maybe it's like Sean Hannity, where he's yeah. he's kind of dumb, thinks he's a lot smarter than he is, has that kind of smirking. Not like Alex Jones insane, but like I, this weird... I reckon he might actually be the exact midpoint between Alex Jones and Sean Hannity. Well, in I, that he's a slightly dressed up, 
Alex Jones with a little bit more influence, you know, on Australian scale, but he's also a messy Sean Hannity with less influence. Well, yeah. uh, the the reason I thought of Sean Hannity was because he's he's one of these people where like a lot of the, you know, he he has shit on his shows. It's like immigrant watch are the browns coming to destroy your country and like you know all this very subtle stuff followed up by something it's like when did everybody get so mean politically um and like i i feel like andrew bolt has the similarities of doing a lot of um like dog whistling racist stuff that is right up to the point of going past dog whistle to uh getting convicted for being <laughs> Uh, super openly publicly racist but i also feel like andrew bolt has this thing of he'll lean you know really far in particular directions or like push particular angles but if it goes a bit too far he'll he'll lean back from it and kind of play dumb i think he's one of the one of these people who would rather I think he would rather, like, you know, pre pretend that he's not aligned with the more noxious facets of the right than lose his plum media gig. You know, there are other people who, who will absolutely just lose their jobs over all their shit by pushing it too far, like Milo and that sort of stuff. But Andrew Bolt's one of those people who's, you know, he's happy on his show getting watched by 200 people every other every other night or whatever. <laughs> So he's written us a piece, folks, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through it now. I'm gonna go through this one at a leisurely pace because I feel like I need to just pause after most of it and give just give you guys a chance to both process and respond to the individual points. Cool. It's mainly this. It's mainly the second half of the piece, though, isn't it, Ben? When oh he, boy! When he really, when he really dives off. So <clears throat> here we go, folks. And, and straight out of the gate, um, he's he's already coming unstuck with his very first sentence. <clears throat> um, Why I'm Done Apologizing for Men by Andrew Bolt. <laughs> Age nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with apologizing for men. Now I'm going to pause right there after the very first sentence and uh, and just point out the fact that I'm pretty sure he's never apologized yeah, for anything. Just check That's the what record. I was thinking. Where's his apology? Um, I don't think he's ever apologized for men. In fact, he published a book after getting convicted of publicly vilifying uh, people based on their race through his column. He published a book after that, the title of which was Still Not Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know where he's getting this... So where's his apology? Where's this history of apologizing coming from? <clears throat> I'm done with apologizing for men. I'm done with this endless listing of male sins as if masculinity were a disease. I'm done after watching the latest video from the, scare quotes, comedy channel of our national broadcaster, the ABC. Now, I just want to say that that hits very close to home. Uh, for Lucy and I, who are on the yes. receiving end of him calling us a, quote, comedy website for a very, very long Those time. Those quotes hurt. They'd hurt me deep. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> Strange, I thought, how the ABC finds and pays six women to sarcastically list various ways women should apparently thank men for protecting them, only to indict men collectively as violent bastards. I like that he's mad at the ABC paying women. 
<laughs> oh, it's all well and good to find them, but to pay them. To pay them. The, the insinuation that if you get like six women uh, in the same place at once without being under supervision of a man, it's some sort of uh, a lurid um, gathering. Yeah, what sort of sheltered workshop is this? What, what could they possibly be doing, the six of them? Where all are all the men? That's what he wants to know. In the video... Even holding the door open for a woman is savaged as toxic male arrogance, when in fact it is the opposite. A ritual act of humility to acknowledge that men, being generally stronger physically, have a, <laughs> have a special responsibility to use that strength to protect and even defer to oh, those weaker. My God, I feel like while he was writing this, I really wish I could have just like gone up to his house with Theo and then pointed at both of our physiques and just be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll hold the, the door open for you, but I'll get very winded in the process, all right? Is he saying I can't open a door for I myself? I think so. <laughs> no, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that um, as, as someone who is stronger and more powerful than you, he has a special responsibility to use that strength to protect you by opening the door. Because well, men are statistically the, the uh, likely to protect women physically, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 happens all yeah, the yeah. time. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, it's like 97% of uh, protections against women happen by men. Is that what that statistic <laughs> <laughs> is? <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> reinforced through our government by apprehended protection orders. That's oh. right. <laughs> <clears throat> he continues, but no. Thanks, men, for holding the door open for me. Otherwise, I'd stand outside in the rain for hours, smirks one of the women. <laughs> I'd also like to object to him using smirks as like a synonym for said. Well, you wouldn't say like smiles one of the women. I, I object to that on the basis of Andrew Bolt being one of the like smirkiest motherfuckers in the media. Oh, Watch. he loves mm. to smirk. He's got a constant smirk on he his does stupid oh. little face. The, the split-screen interviews on his show, so that while the other person is talking, you can just he's see just him smirking. smirking. <laughs> but he always does those little chuckles where he's just like... Yeah, <laughs> check out this You dickhead. wouldn't believe it. He just... He <laughs> just that's it. He absolutely loves to present himself with the, the just the body language, the knowing smirk of like... Just the guy who understands it all, and he can't it's believe that you hypnotic. don't get it. Oh yeah, it's like it's a it's it's a real deliberate affectation, and it's very rhythmic and very put on. Mm -hmm. He's just one smirking son of a bitch. <clears throat> then comes a torrent of grievances, <laughs> separate to his own grievances. He's yes. talking about the other grievances inside his grievance article. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure he's not just referring to the second half of this article. <laughs> Um, ready for a torrential downpour of grievances. Thanks, men, for not listening to me when we say no, sneers another woman. You know I'm not strong enough to know what I want. A woman dressed as an ambulance officer joins in. Ooh, stealing valor. <laughs> dressed as an ambulance officer. What's she, what's she doing? Who's she trying to trick? This fucking, This actress on a skit. <laughs> oh my god um, A woman dressed as an ambulance officer joins in Thanks to all the men out there for so many domestic violence calls It keeps me in a job <sighs> And the video ends with all six women Associating the many men who protect them With the few who are rapists, drink spikers and wife bashers 
Thanks for protecting us from men, men. Yes, strange, I thought. Oh, yes. Is there really nothing protection. good to say for men? Love to be protected. I uh, I love that he... Um, I just I just want to read that one back again. The video ends with all six women associating the many men who protect them with the few who are rapists, drink spikers, and wife bashers. That's a really long-winded way of saying hashtag not all men, isn't it? Mm, but Lucy, also how many men do you reckon protect you? That's what like, I was about to say. Right like now. I can't think of a scenario in my recent memory there a man has protected me. But is what does he think happens out in the world? Like, does he have this super old-fashioned view of the world where men are just protecting me from shit all the time? Here's the thing, though, right? I'm just going to call absolute bullshit on even that view because people who people who you know talk like this they have this you know oh i guess i'm just old fashioned and you know they they think that like life's a fucking Humphrey Bogart movie or a or an Indiana Jones flick or whatever yeah, and like exactly. yeah and if if they see like a a a guy roughing up a dame in an alley and smacking her around that they'd go up and say, hey, not on my watch, buster, and punch the guy out. <laughs> and, and like, the reality is that, uh, like, uh, the vast majority of the time, I, I think, when some shit is happening in public, when a guy is hassling a woman, when a guy is catcalling a woman, when a guy is grabbing a lady's ass or following her around or, like... You know, even when people are having those, uh, uh, you know, the those kinds of public arguments that involve somebody dragging a lady around by the arm or like, you know, very, mm -hmm. very strongly intimating violence or anything like that, the vast majority of people fucking look the other way. Yep. And I'd say a man has ever intervened when I've been being like sexually harassed on public transport. Ever. The, Not a thing. And... Well, and I'll go you one better than that and say that's that's in this type of person's fantasy view of like an old-fashioned view. Do you think that men would have been any more likely to intervene in like a man mistreating a woman 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago? Or do you think they would have been like, well, that's between that guy and his wife? <laughs> oh, she's probably yeah. asking for it. Like, Yep. But it's fine because men used to put their coats down so ladies could walk in puddles. Yeah, that's the no, thing that I've seen in, in <laughs> 1950s things that probably also definitely did not happen. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just it's like so much of this, so much of this fucking imagined masculine utopia of the 50s and shit, where it's just like you you're thinking of this thing that didn't really exist. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost. It's, a, it's like it's like that you need guns to protect. You know, yourself from other people with guns, right? You need men to protect mm. you from other men. But if you make men illegal, though, Andrew, uh, it's only <laughs> going to be criminals that have men. <laughs> 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 there, where, where would we be, huh? That's right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, yeah, well, and, and, you know, you've hit an obvious point there, which is what he is so incensed by in this scenario when you're talking when he's talking about things like oh but it's men who protect women from from the the men who do the bad things and it's like well as soon as you turn that around and say here's a crazy idea what if um what if the people who are responsible 
for what men do were the men doing those things. Mm. Uh, then that that is just no way. That's <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. That's not being floated as a solution. We would just prefer it if men uh, protected women somehow, except for when they don't, and women were just grateful for it, including when yeah. it doesn't happen. These broads at the ABC just better shut their damn mouths. <laughs> well, again, I'm, I'm sure if we were living in some fucking utopian society where, like, if a guy catcalled you or pinched your ass, another dude turned around and immediately said... Just what punches him. Yeah, punched him in the face or said, what the fuck do you think you're doing? That's completely unacceptable behavior to treat a lady like that in public. And everyone else went, Wouldn't yeah. crazy? Well, yeah, like, e- even if it was this total fantasy or whatever, yeah. Maybe women would be a little more on board with the idea of going, I'm glad men treat me like that. I'm glad men immediately call out the behavior of other men who behave like that in public. In fact, it's almost like that's what women are saying they would like for men to do. Hmm, crazy. Yeah, weird, weird thought. Uh, he continues to say, is there really nothing good to say for men? See, Ooh, I don't know. Well, I'm kind of like forming the uh, Rodan's the thinker pose. I'm really, <laughs> <laughs> really interested now. I'm just, I'm pu- he's, he's hooked me. I'm pulling up a stump. Uh, I'm placing my, <laughs> my curled up fist firmly underneath my chin. I'm ready to ponder this one. So, are you ready for a, for a list of hypotheticals from Mr. Bolt? Yes. Yes. Give us. Absolutely. <clears throat> You see, if a woman needs police to save her from a hold-up, odds are it will indeed be a man who risks death for her. (sighs) Is this some quote source for this claim? Um, Well, look, apart from the fact that, you know, we could start to go down the rabbit hole of, say, all the times that women do things like report sexual assault to police who say, nah, what are you going to do? Yep. Or the, when they report uh, domestic violence to police mm-hmm. and then the cop leaks their address and details to the person who did it? Uh-huh. Yep. yep. That was relatively recent, right? Yeah. Oh, how often a guy does a bunch of murders and it turns out he had a big history of domestic violence but wasn't in jail for it? Yep. Yep. Mm. Uh... If a woman needs saving from a burning house, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. I'm really picturing like um, I'm really picturing like a cartoon. The house is on fire. All Her the hairs f- in rollers. All, yeah, yes. all, all the fires coming out the top of the house, but the bottom half of the house isn't on fire yeah. somehow. She's in at the upstairs window, leaning out at the dressing waist, gown, wave, rollers. dressing gown. Yeah. Waving her arms back and forth, screaming, "Won't somebody help me?" <laughs> and and look, it's not going to be some dame that rescues her. Some d- it's going to be either either a guy, right, or a dog, probably a German <laughs> Shepherd, <laughs> who is a very good boy. The, the firefighter equivalent of Inspector Rex. <laughs> yes. It's clearly you're clearly going to be rescued by Kurt Russell from Backdraft. <laughs> what, what is it, boy? Fire at the sewing factory. <laughs> Dames are in trouble. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so, look, fair's fair. He's not wrong about this one, because I think if a woman did run into a burning house, the hairspray would catch a light, and that would only make the situation much, much worse. <laughs> uh, men with their complete absence of hair products or flammable things about their person. 
far better suited to the work of firefighting. So, so do we? We don't spoil it for listeners now as to why these police officers and firefighters tend to be. Oh no, no. Let's definitely we'll, we'll just, leave we'll this to the end on. because okay, that point well. really. <laughs> Is true it's, of every single one. It's of very back palate taste throughout this whole article. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, look, and we've all seen those like fireman calendars, you know, the yeah. sexy firemen. Um, no, I'd want to be, be saved by one of them. No, you couldn't. A woman? <laughs> sexy? Not on my watch. <laughs> Just angrily tearing the calendar off. <laughs> Don't want to stop see it. being hot right now. <laughs> But my point being that um, all those guys, <coughs> n- not a hair on those bodies, uh, and they're all so- Singed from uh, rescuing singed women. Off. Yeah, and they're all soaking wet, so there's no way any of those guys are sitting on fire when they when they get into a building. <laughs> uh, if a woman needs saving from drowning, odds are that it will be a man who manfully paddles through the waves to her. <laughs> Wait, is that? No, no, he, you, did, not. he did not say, say manfully. He did not. Oh, right. That was me. That was me. Sorry. No. A man it's so close paddles. to believable. <laughs> what the fuck? If, uh, let's, <laughs> all right, I'm going to read this next, this next line and uh, I want, I'm going to go around and we're each going to imagine the scenario that he's discussing. Okay. <laughs> If a woman needs her children snatched from extreme danger, <laughs> odds are that it will be a man who puts his life on the oh, line. No, I, I know what this is. Uh, so you know that thing about how, uh, like, if a, a woman sees her baby trapped under a car, she gets, like, supernatural strength? Yeah. She uses that strength to yell for a man to come and get the baby. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm imagining, I'm imagining the, the scene from the opening of Cliffhanger you know where um where the the lady's h- hanging off Sylvester Stallone's hand and he's on a big high wire thing except um each of her children are also holding on to the hand of the child below <laughs> it's a barrel of monkeys barrel situation. of monkeys type scenario and she needs a strong Sylvester Stallone type man at the top who can hoist them all to safety you know well he can't don't know if you remember <laughs> look let's <laughs> let's not <laughs> Directed oh, fuck, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Directed by it, Rennie Harlan. There's no way it holds up, right? Oh, shit, It's a yeah, movie man. about Sylvester Stallone rock climbing. Please, please absolutely go back and watch Cliffhanger again. Right. It totally holds up, and John Lithgow is the bad guy chewing, oh, chewing no, the no. fuck out of the yeah, scenery okay. with a... John Lithgow rules with a movie. With a British accent. We were talking about yeah. this on the, on the stream last the night. We were on the stream it? last night, yes. Why have I been talking to people about Cliffhanger a bunch in the last week for seemingly no reason? I don't know, but it it's also has... Um, uh, it's also got um, Leon from Cool Runnings, the main guy from Cool Runnings, um, as a bad guy. Uh, and it's got John C. McGinley, uh, Dr. Cox from Scrubs, oh, as a bad he's guy. He's incredible. Love him. Um, and it's also got, um, what's the guy's Michael Rooker, who was uh, like Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's great. Look, yeah, it's got it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's great stuff. Um, so everybody check out Cliffhanger and see that a, a woman dies right at the start of the movie to no consequence other than... Spoilers. Uh, well, for, for no consequence other than to give Sylvester Stallone an emotional arc. But if he had have saved her, it would have been a man that saved her, you know? 
Uh, if a woman needs an emergency operation, odds are that it will be a man who performs it. Oh, I wonder why. I fucking wonder don't, why, you dumb piece of shit. Yet. Dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We're, t- we're, we're taking a turn here. And what have all the men of restless ingenuity and ambition... Uh, this, is the, this is the one that's funniest to me. <laughs> this is the one that tickles me the most. Oh, and what have all the men of restless ingenuity and ambition actually provided? If a woman needs penicillin to save her life, it is a man she should thank for giving it to the world. I love... This is just great if you kind of take it literally as well. Someone having like, you know, a reaction or whatever and then getting penicillin and then just being like, fuck, I need to find a man. Thank you for penicillin. There's, look, I I know there's there's just too much going on in all of this, but there is a thing that I've noticed here. He's, this entire thing of saying like, hey, men are firefighters, men are doctors, men are all these things, men invent all this shit. You should be personally thanking a man because men did this thing. Yet, the entire basis of the article is him being angry about some men getting lumped in with all the rest of the men. Well, I think you'll find there's only one date rapist and uh, seven million Renaissance painters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, his, his whole thing at the start is just like, oh, well, you know, we shouldn't all... We shouldn't all be considered responsible for this stuff. We're all individuals and lots of men do good things. Um, but also... We all invented the light bulb. But also, when you when you turn on a light, you should turn to the nearest man and thank him for his gender. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I'm Thank you so much for not letting women go to school and invent things and not letting women have jobs like surgeons for so long. It's so good That's to it. me. So good. If a woman must drive somewhere, if she absolutely must drive to the beauty salon or <laughs> wherever the fuck, if it, you know how women women be driving. To the High Heels Museum, whatever it is that they do, I don't really know. But if they find themselves in need of an automobile. Yep. Or, or hysterically simply... driving a convertible off of a cliff. <laughs> Holding hands with her best friend. That's right. If a woman simply must drive herself to the big tampon outlet on the the corner of town, (laughs) it is a man she should thank for inventing the car. If a woman woman is to visit a Holocaust museum. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh. Oh. Well, you got him there. You got him there. If a woman were to be shot by a gun, it is a man. Holy fuck. If a woman were to be standing in Nagasaki on a cool morning in 1945 and see a flash on the horizon. Oh, Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, just as boy. a side note, Theo, I love it so much when you are so happy with one of your own jokes that you're willing to overlook your own very delicate sensibilities. <laughs> oh, I lasted for I like, can, like 10 seconds. I can hear you in your brain just being like, that's a bit much. Oh, but it's very funny. <laughs> I'm saying it. 
Oh. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. All right. Um, if a woman turns on the lights, you know how they sometimes do so they can get a better look at their nails or um, so they can see what it is that they're cooking in the dark kitchen, <laughs> the pitch black kitchen that their smart husband has walked into and said, you should use some of this electricity that I invented. If a woman turns on the lights, it is a man she should thank for taming electricity. Ah, but is it uh, Tesla or Edison? <laughs> you never know. I I love I really love the language there. Taming electricity. So well, you try mm. to be very evocative here with his language. Mm, uh, like taming electricity that uh, men of restless ingenuity and ambition. Mm. He's trying to be like, ah, oh, yes, the great inventor spirit. Of man, it's, just, it's not really like that. It's a bunch of nerds just fucking around, and eventually it's they're like, "Oh man, I made two thousand things that weren't light bulbs first. Yeah, and but it's I all had a light bulb. It's or a bunch of women made a bunch of things, and then well, some dudes took them. I mean, that doesn't sound you true. You can just do a basic little little <laughs> Google search. It'll take you two minutes. I think two if minutes. that had happened, Andrew Bolt would tell you to thank a woman. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and and again, this idea as well that you know he's he's extremely mad about. Uh, men being forced to take the blame for the actions of few, yet he would also like the idea that all you know, all men are are, are just like budding inventors, and all men have this restless ambition and drive to compete and outdo one another and invent things. What have you guys and... invented? What have all you three invented? What have you done? Um, well, Theo has that. Oh, I don't know if he's patented this yet. I don't know if we can say it on the show, but he has this... Oh, I, yeah, I think we can say this. He has this wonderful new technique for sucking your own dick that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yep. um, I, I invented the fleshlight, but I didn't patent it, so I'm missing out on all the money. Um, Grant, Grant you just had... poured a bunch of silicon uh, into an empty flashlight. You didn't realize it had commercial applications until way after you'd been using it. Uh, number one... It was a pizza hot pocket stuffed into a travel coffee cup. <laughs> and number two, I couldn't figure out how to get past the idea of it being a one-use item. Uh, <laughs> the travel coffee cup is good because it keeps the warmth in exactly. there. Exactly. The, the vacuum layer, you know? It almost oh. makes this sound premeditated, which is... Horrifying. <laughs> oh, as though I have done it before. No, oh, I actually at least thought about it. No, I actually had to think of that um, as as a funnier thing to say instead of the actual version of that that I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Just two wheels spinning in your head, one landing on travel coffee cup, one landing on the other thing. No, you need that makes sense to me. A doughy thing. You would want. I guess you would want to do it with like just a a cheese pizza pocket. Can like. we stop? <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough of this. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want one with like chunks of ham in it. That's all. Anyway, <laughs> because you're about to introduce your own. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> if a woman loves books, it's a man she should thank for the printing press. She's still fucking going. Are you serious? Yeah. This article is actually very long. It does not end at the point that I thought it ended at. Good grief. Like a Lord of the Rings movie. If a woman walks through art galleries admiring the astonishing works of old masters, odds are that it is a man who painted them. Yeah, you know how women don't do art. 
fucking idiot. Theo, would you like to maybe hazard a guess as to why some of these things might be uh, true, that they are dominated by oh, men? Oh, boy, would I. Um, so, did you know that Marie Curie was not allowed to go to university? Huh. Right. She was mm. the first woman to ever receive a Nobel Prize. Um, when she invited her husband to start um, working with her, um, she wrote down in her diary very deliberately that it was her work and she was inviting him to do it because she knew that, one, she would not be taken seriously, uh, or two, um, that he uh, would be given the credit for her work, right? So it's the structure that's created by men, it's perpetrated by men, and it's very interesting that he says old masters of painting, right? Because now we let women paint, right? It's an incredible thing that we actually let them do it. And then, oh, what do you know? They can fucking paint, right? It's it's insane. Like, and, you know, I think, like, this, this links back to Roland Dean's, you know, nutcase um, take earlier on, you know. This is not some gender-fluid, you know, um, sort of stuff. Because in these fields... You know, mm. it's straight white men, or you get pushed out, right? Like, so you've got, um, um, oh shit, now I've lost it. The guy that cracked the Enigma code, right? Help me out here. Um, Turing, Alan Turing. Tur- Alan Turing, right? Mm. Was flaming was, homosexual. Flaming homosexual A was chemically castrated. A giant right? fruit, yeah. Exactly, right? And so. Ben can say that. I can say that. <laughs> so, why, why don't you have, um, you know, women in. Uh, doing doing this stuff, it's because they're uh, progressively and systematically shut out of these opportunities. Because they weren't allowed to leave the fucking house, which is why right. they didn't invent the car. That's <laughs> and so when you give examples that still exist today, it's not because women are not able, it's because they are systematically shut out of being able to do it. Um, and nowhere does this appear in any of the any of his writings. Oh, there's a, a fucking un fucking believable bit coming up in a, a paragraph that is just like how anyone could write it and not fucking I'll, I'll let Andrew read it out, but fucking Jesus my Christ. Let's is do it. Not okay. a good time. Oh, I was just also thinking of um Margaret Keane, that famous American painter, um, who painted like the the, the portraits of girls with big eyes. And um and yeah that was that that was like in the whatever it was the the fifties sixties and they were like really popular and they all got sold under her husband's name, um mm-hmm. and massively popular and it was only after she divorced him in the sixties that she was able to get credit for her own her own work, and the only way she was able to do that was with an in court paint off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's rules actually. Yeah. Wow. That does cool. fucking rule. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tim Burton made a movie about it, 2014, called Big Eyes, huh. which I have not seen. Um, but yeah, it's almost like some of that stuff is relevant. Um, this next sentence is extremely funny, considering the entire article. <clears throat> Men don't expect or demand such thanks, of course. No, we L- just write long articles. Literally what the entire literally article is. everything you've just said. Nor do men usually complain about generally dying earlier, working longer, paying more tax, or being more likely to be killed. 
you oh, pay more tax because you paid more. So, oh, so good. It is good so grief. deliberately oh, dishonest. Oh, oh, God. Oh, how? <laughs> I hate this. I hate <laughs> nor, this so much. Nor do they complain about being more likely to be killed while defending their country or a child from peril. Why has it got to be a child? What? Oh, sorry. I passed that as if... Uh, never mind. He should have used a different comma there, but that's fine. Um, you can only defend the the entire country or a child <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from peril. Uh, but I do think some men are getting tired of this fashionable anti-male hatred. Of course, it is in the culture of men to stoically endure while middle-class women paid from taxes raised mainly by men make videos railing at the men outside who are tilling the fields, <laughs> building the homes, manning the factories, patrolling the streets and guarding the borders. Tilling the fields. Oh, my God. This communist paradise that Andrew Ball lives in. It's fucking... Uh, just, I, I like... like oh. Does... Uh, it, again, it's just this fucking f- 1950s fantasy. Like, oh, you guys remember how most of the Australian population works in factories, right? We're all work in factories mm. or we're soldiers because we're off in the fucking wars. And men pay for everything. Women don't have to have jobs. Men support the whole household. It's fucking... So, like, <laughs> on, honest to God, ev- everything, everything that you're saying is coming off as the most 1950s fantasy shit. Right down to everyone's either a factory worker or a soldier. Like, yep. ridiculous. Silly activist women. We, may, <laughs> we men may silently think, or we might write, I don't know, something like this about it. Get it published in all the newspapers. But most of us wouldn't say it. A bit too gallant. But not me, Andrew Bolt. I'm not too gallant for that shit. <laughs> I, uh, I know that you're reading this out of the uh, version that I copied into a Google document because only I have a News Corp login. Uh, but we'll edit that part out. Uh, who cares? Uh, there's <laughs> a photo in between the previous paragraph and that paragraph, which is a file image of just like a really awkward businessman wearing the worst <laughs> white business shirt I've ever seen in my life. I'm holding looking open at the it door. right now. Yeah, I just checked the group. Please, I'm going to make that the cover art for the Please episode. use that as the cover art. Yeah, that's what I yep. want. I really need listeners to look at this image and understand how fucking stupid it is. But he is somehow like, oh, you know what? This text is getting a little dry. I'll pop a little image in so people understand what I'm talking about. Um, in fairness, in the stock photo, the woman should have been frowning. Did you look been. at the? I just need you guys to look at the pockets on this guy's shirt. There's Why two so breast pockets. Why is and he wearing this? Yeah. Over, and also the shirt is huge. The tie is a horrible color. Fuck this guy. Yes, he has some large objects in his in his pockets, <laughs> he's weighing got a them down. Cigarettes in each pocket, and he's got just jet black eyes. Oh, hmm. some sort of demon. Hmm. Possibly. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's creepy as fuck. Oh my god. I don't I like to, this man at all. I love to <laughs> smile at my coworkers and look them in the eyes when they open the door for me. That's normal behavior. That's what women if, should do. I'm pretty sure this face is like one of those things from the memes that are like thousands of people have seen this man when they dream. <laughs> it's this guy. <laughs> uh, Lucy, if a woman does not 
hold direct eye contact with me for the entire duration of me holding open a door and her working <laughs> through it. Like, I don't give a fuck if she has to turn all the way around and look back at me as she's going mm. through the door, risking running mm-hmm. into another person or a wall or whatever. <laughs> if she doesn't do that, I will immediately, A, slam the door shut in her face if she's mm. not all the way through, or B, <laughs> if she's part way through, I will grab her firmly by the upper arm and begin one of my lectures, or three... Start sarcastically, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, I think you'll notice there are some light bulbs in this office. <laughs> oh, are you on your way back to your computer? I wonder who invented that. Oh, are you <laughs> enjoying a lovely book on your lunch break and it was written by George Eliot, a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little literary joke for <sighs> I don't get it. I I'm, I'm pretty sure I get it. Okay. Okay. Uh right. Yeah, so I, I yell <laughs> I yell at the ladies is what I'm saying. If they're all the way through the door though, I follow them for a while. Just just gently berating them. Some just some good natured, gentle office cat calling. You know? Just asking them what they think if Every time a yep. woman boards United Airlines Flight 93 <laughs> on September 11, 2001, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically. What if she thanks a man for inventing that plane? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. <gasps> thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, it's not Jill the Ripper. I'll just say that. <laughs> as uh, as one of the hijackers like stands up and turns around and takes out his box cutter and starts yelling, uh, a woman just puts her hand on his forearm and mouths, "Thank you." All right, and. We men certainly wouldn't make films on the taxpayer's dime denouncing all women in turn as dumb and needy and ungrateful. No, we just spend the entire 70s and 80s and 90s doing that. Uh, That would be unfair. That would be sexist. Besides, some of us, without our good male manners yet beaten out of us, still believe such vindictive whinging is what only weaker and less responsible people may be excused. Again, entire article of nothing but whinging here. Wild stuff. It's the privilege of the weak enjoyed by the weak, knowing the strong still think it weak, and men to respond in kind. What? 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 I'm not sure what? about this sentence. Wait, no, that <laughs> sentence and the sentence before didn't make any sense. Yeah, let's run this back for a second. Besides, it's, some it's, of us, without our good male manners yet beaten out of us, still believe such vindictive whinging is what only weaker and less responsible people may be excused. Fucking learn to write, my dude. It's, and so this next one, hold on. It's the privilege of the weak enjoyed by the weak, knowing the strong still think it weak and men to respond in kind. So if you're the weak what? and you're enjoying the weak and it's nearly the end of the week. TGIF, <laughs> yeah. And men to respond. It's the privilege of the weak. And men too. Yeah, and he must have been so angry when he was writing this. <laughs> oh yeah, it's veering off into. He did this at. It, this was published at nine p.m. at night, so this was after <laughs> hours. He clearly saw the thing go up on ABC Comedy. And was like, "Fucking, I put my rest of the dinner in the fridge. I've got to go write something." <laughs> I, I like um. 
well, I'll, I'll make this point after this next sentence. Besides, someone's still got to stand strong while the simpering rest, glorying in their victimhood, lovingly count their wounds, hunt avidly for more, and complain and cry for rescue. I like that he has somehow managed to turn the idea of a chivalrous man, like, just at the broadest level of the concept into like you know you know those uh, like troop memes from the states that are like you know you you burn the flag and I stand firm on the border and protect your right to do it like all that kind of like I'm I'm the warrior soldier who well, who gives the you the right to do these things through my strength the picture I got was uh, a little different. It was uh, that meme of the guy with the samurai sword going, uh, when you were partying, I studied the blade. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> when, you, when you were having premarital sex, I mastered the blockchain. I'm thinking of uh, the, the meme with like the, the two Pepes. There's like the one wallowing in filth and the other one uh, standing, uh, standing yeah. happily, you know. Uh, Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like the 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 good one would be you know s- standing strong, and the other side would be <laughs> would be glorying in victimhood, counting wounds, hunting for wounds, <laughs> crying for rescue. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. That stoicism is what we still expect from men, right? To just stay strong and endure. No, that's what we keep saying. You should stop doing. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't got to do that. Um, it's. It's not a thing. Pretending like you don't have emotions and stuffing them all down inside is what makes you keep murdering women. Stop murdering mm. women? Stop doing it. Come on. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off, guys. Come on. If a woman were to be murdered by a man in an alleyway, it's very she likely. She would have to thank a man. <laughs> she would have to thank the man who invented that knife. Um, <clears throat> thank God some of us still do do stay strong and endure i assume he means quietly grateful to know most women do stand with us even while the paid whiners and whingers claim to speak in their name what is it that he thinks he does (laughs) (laughs) he think his job is yeah like oh all of our heroes the the soldiers, the pilots, the firefighters, the columnists, the police officers, <laughs> the posters. Can I, well, I, can, I, I, I might have an insight. I might have an insight into that, Theo. Because when I was looking for this article, I was perusing his other blog posts. And um, he was complaining about people who, who don't like Sky News. Um Oh, it would have been because of the David Laneholm thing, because because um, they put that insanity on the screen, uh, and then they went, "We'd better fire a young woman. Um, <laughs> she should thank us for <laughs> inventing the camera." <laughs> um, yeah, and he had an article on here, and the headline was "The Hypocrites Trying to Destroy Sky." And the little lead was, how dare activists and journalists of the left turn one senator's insult of another? Sarah Hansen Young, into an ideological weapon to drive Sky News off your screens. Um, and th- this is what he thinks they do. Um, exposing the untruths, agendas, and hypocrites. He thinks that, like, he thinks that they are a... Like, he thinks they speak truth to power and expose conspiracies and hypocrisies. 
and all this shit, as opposed to just like several times a week, I just I cry into my keyboard. Um, I think the bravest way you can speak truth to power is by having all of the same viewpoints and beliefs as those in power and mm. uh, continually repeat it. Yeah, conservatism is the new punk rock. It's just what I was really going to say. Is. It really is. Uh, and, that, and that makes me extremely mad and, and quite upset and emotional as a um, sensitive left-wing pussy. So. I hope <laughs> no one uh, crawls through the window of this room and scoops up my liberal tears and, and then drinks them as a delicious beverage. Out of yes. a cup theatrically. <laughs> Labelled as such so as not to get confused. Thank you, Ben Garrison. It'd be, uh, such, it'd be such a salty drink, man. It'd be really unpleasant. Oh, yeah, all these flavours in the world and you choose Salt salty. Salt <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that's... That's Andrew Volt's contribution to the week. Can I just read one of the comments from this? I've I've opened them up and <laughs> uh, essentially given myself uh, an incredible headache from reading a handful of them. <laughs> but one of them, uh, curtly written, correct grammar and everything. Uh, hugely surprising for these ones. This is from David. David says, I love my wife with all my heart and treat her like a princess. But... Yeah, here we <laughs> go. All caps. Emphasis is... <laughs> She has never forgiven me for making her go halves on our first date at a restaurant. <laughs> never? <laughs> and you're married? That's the whole comment. That's it. Women. every argument? Ungrateful women. Oh, David. You got uh, some shit going on. I, feel I think like, that's more than the dinner, David. I feel like that, go, that one goes several ways. Is he also saying that, like, he was a fool to try and be progressive and split the bill? Oh, women say they want equality, but then they want you to pay for dinner and not beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. One or the other. Pick, pick, ladies. Um, so, in closing, I have two things that I want to say. Number one, Lucy, do you have anything you'd like to say to the rest of the cast? Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for Thomas Edison and you're, you're welcome. 9-11. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. And number two, um, the thing I invented wasn't going to be called a flashlight. It was oh. obviously going to be called a pizza pocket pussy. <laughs> 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 Alright, I want to read one more comment. Yeah, okay. From Ray. Fact of life. Women are the weakest link and need all the assistance they get. Bring it on. Fucking <laughs> you fucking fight me, dude. Bring it on, you bring it on. KFC car. I will help you. Bitch. Bring it on. I'll yeah. fight you about it. These people it all just sound so fucking confused. He's also so confused. uh used commas as his ellipses. Oh, Which is I like oh, man, I do it's... that in tweets if I'm trying really, really, really hard to make it clear that I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, mama! Should we uh, should we take a few letters from the mailbag before oh. we before we get into it? Before we Why get out of here? the fuck not? Why the fuck not, indeed, uh, folks? Wife of the show, Aki. G'day, Aki. Well, we were chatting to Aki on the stream. Um, wife of the show, Aki, asks, if you had to pick a country to live in between Canada and the United Kingdom, which would you choose and why? Wait. Canada. Oh, oh Canada. hang on. So we're out of those two. Not like if you draw a line between those places. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If you had to choose from yeah, Canada. Canada and the UK. Uh, 
Who um, the fuck would choose the UK? No one. People Why in the UK that? wouldn't choose the UK. I no, assume. they wouldn't. They'd God. be like, wait, you mean I could live somewhere with sun? Um, space. Canada, yeah. Sun, space. Um, no British people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. Far away from French people also. <laughs> well, I oh, mean... Mm, you get some <laughs> French Canadians. If you go to the right province, I guess you'll probably be safe. <laughs> yep. Oh, what about you, Theo? Oh, Canada any day. Hmm. Canada's beautiful. It's a glorious country filled with mm. happy people that love to be alive because they're surrounded by incredible natural beauty. The UK is full of miserable shits that eat turds for breakfast and then complain <laughs> about it like it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's Hello a to un- one of our British listeners. Yes. Hello, British listeners. It's <laughs> a unanimous verdict from the podcast there. Yes. Um, wife of the show, Mick Marks. Hello, sweetie. Hello, sweetie. Smooch, smooch. Asks, uh, is is the leftist tent too small after rejecting the overly woke, insufficiently woke, uh, unionist, boomer leftists, etc.? Um, uh, no. I, I think in terms of any actual genuine leftism happening in real life, no. These sorts of organisations and movements take all comers. The internet is a very narrow tent, but it is 50,000 very narrow tents. Uh, yep. And it's impossible to decipher what's actually good or not, and it's always informed by like the people that you know and the people you follow of what's considered acceptable and what's not. So in terms of actual leftism, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, I would suggest that the people who are doing the most real organizing and activism are not doing it on Twitter. And I imagine yep. they would maybe have no idea what you meant if you asked about levels of wokeness. Yep. What um, a life. What a great life. Oh, can I just pull back the curtain for a second? Yeah, again. Sure. I love pulling that curtain back. It uh, stretches my arms. Uh, once again, <laughs> we've got one of those classic situations where... <laughs> Theo uh, is either fighting up a storm or he's uh, sneezing or he's coughing and he has been muting and unmuting his audio like crazy the whole time, but he has chosen his name in the app or whatever the fuck we use as Eaton Beans, which makes me think it's definitely farts. Mm. In fact, before we started recording, he audibly farted on mic. Yep. (laughs) Well, okay, one... um, Again, you can't prove that was me. We all uh, And second, it's well established that I have an extremely loud dork keyboard. Um, it was the chair. What's that it got to do with chair. your butthole? That's what he calls his butthole. <laughs> the dork keyboard. And, and whenever I type on it, I've got to mute and unmute. You just make it out to be some big thing. I'm so, uh, like, are you working and next time, I'm not going to mute. And then you're just going to hear clickety-clack. And you're going to go, can you mute the fucking mic there. Are, are you are you working on No, the, I won't. Working on the draft of a novel while we're doing the show. <laughs> what are you what are you typing away on over there? Um oh look, I've got uh, a steel series uh No, 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 no. What mechanical what, what are you oh. I know I know what a keyboard is and is for. It's got blue cherry switches. No. What are you what are you typing into it? What are you so busy beavering away on that you got to be muting the whole time? Uh, posts. It's posts. <laughs> fucking hell. You should be ABP, like, baby. Always yeah. be posting. Always be posting. All right. All right. Uh, ooh, let's... Should we take one more? Yeah, one more. All right. Wife of the show, Dave. Hello, sweetie. Hi, Dave. Hello. Love you, Dave. 
Uh, it's good to be home from work. My wife of the show, Dave, now thank me for inventing cars and roads. Uh, Dave says, sorry to get serious. Ooh. Oh, oh boy. But in light of Albo going out of his way to back uh, indefinite detention, do you see Australian politics not being completely shit at any time in the next decade or two? No. no. I, I don't. Uh, and I, I genuinely, I don't know how we're meant to feel better about any of this. And I think maybe we need to get some smart people on the show to talk about this. Because uh, I, I don't know where you're meant to put your faith. If you can't put it in the Labor Party, I mean, we obviously... Well, we not, ju- not just l- that, the left wing of the Labor Party. Yeah. Like, that, that was the whole thing about it. All right, so if, for your context, folks, if you are not overly familiar with Australian politics... Um, Anthony Albanese is a very long-time senior member of the Australian Labor Party, which is, you know, nominally the the left wing of our two major parties in the same way... In exactly the same way, yeah. Yeah, same way as the Democrats are, you know, allegedly a left-wing party. Um, But the reality is that, if anything, they're either extremely centrist um, and on some issues like this, closer to centre-right. Um, and he's been doing some maneuvering lately. Uh, Bill Shorten is the, is the leader of the party. I believe that he comes from, uh, Labour's right faction. Um, Anthony Albanese represents Labour's left faction. So they have all their inner, you know, political faction infighting and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he has been, you know, doing some speeches lately that have made people think that he is angling for a tilt at the leadership. Um, I, I guess you could speculate either. I really doubt that he would try to do that before the next election because he would really be leaving himself swinging in the wind. But if they went to an election and Bill Shorten didn't win, he might try to immediately turf him out and take over the leadership. So he's had a couple of things recently where he's been making speeches and going on the news and shit like that. And he went on Sky News and did an interview with um, huge shit-sucking turd sandwich Sherry Markson um, and basically laid out why he agrees with the Liberal Party about their fucking awful policies for asylum seekers. Um, he did all the, the standard Labour thing that I fucking hate, which is to say... Oh, we think what they're doing is really terrible. Um, we would do exactly that, but better somehow. Um, he refused to... Like, he's still, he's still back to the idea of indefinite detention. He refused to back the idea of actually putting a time limit on how long you can detain someone in a third world country. A third party country, sorry. Um, and he also was basically still into the offshore processing and trying to find other countries to dump asylum seekers into which as far as i can tell leaves us exactly right where the fuck we are right now um but you know what what was his quote i think that you can be tough on people smugglers but soft on humanity you don't have to be tough on humanity or some shit but it's like if you're not proposing anything even remotely different to what we're doing now then yeah you're still talking about human rights abuses and like i said he's someone from the left wing of the Labour Party. And apparently that's what you have to do now to be seen as a viable leader in an Australian political major party is to make sure that people know that you will be as harsh 
on the the brown illegals as everybody else is, and it's fucking miserable. Uh, so no, no, it's not going to get any less shit in the no. immediate future. Apparently, I don't know what you meant to do. Change from within clearly doesn't work. Change from without clearly doesn't work. Well, I got I got pissy today when like I saw Nick McKim, a, a Greens senator. Yes. Yes. Um, had posted a thing about Albo saying like this is really shit you know and somebody had replied to him on Twitter saying oh you know I expect better from you Nick McKim because so many of these yeah Yeah. because oh you know we're we're meant to be working to beat the Liberal Party you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be like punching to the left even though the Greens having a go at Labour is absolutely not punching to the left. Yeah, and <coughs> Nick McKim has like real skin in the game, being one of the only senators to actually go to the camps and try and help out people there. Yeah, and uh, which, which caught him that snarky remark from um, um, from Van Badham, which mm. was, um, "Oh, now Nick McKim's out there. Haven't these people suffered enough?" Oh, yeah, at the hands. Hell. Of the people that your party fucking yeah. employed. But yeah, and I saw saw this person replying and being like, oh, we should be working together to beat the Liberal Party. And I was just like, how the fuck does refusing to criticize Labour signaling their intention to continue these policies, even if they win, how does that get us any closer to helping those people? Yeah, it's the it's the Hillary effect all, all over again. It's like, well, you know, if you if you dare to criticize this person, then there's something way worse waiting in the wings for you. And it's like, no, there there is another option, and that is trying to be better. Well, right, well, like that, trying to take this criticism and improve yourselves. Well, and also the suggestion that if you were to say. I don't want to support this thing that you're proposing, that that, that makes you responsible if someone else gets voted in and does it, yeah. you know? Mm. Like, that that makes you responsible for the, for the right-wing party that's in power. And again, I would say, like, how the fuck is that different if you say, oh, all right, well, I'll vote for the left-wing party, you know, the, the left-wing major party, and then they get in and continue the policies? How the fuck is that... Like, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who genuinely have deluded themselves into thinking that, like, you know, that whole thing of you got to take power first and then you can get in and do something about it. But Labour aren't going to do anything about it. And they've made really fucking clear that they aren't going to do anything about it. Even the people that they have in the party, like, um, what was her name? Ged, Ged Kearney? She's the one sure. that got a- elected in Melbourne? Victoria? Sounds about right. Um... And she, yeah, she was someone who was like a strident uh, Labour critic of that whole, of the whole policy and everything. And she got in and then said, oh, I guess I've got to back this thing yeah. now. And they immediately just broke her on the wheel of, you know, our illegal camps. Yeah, you can, you can just, you can absolutely see how people have, I mean, obviously Labour has their own situation of you just, you have to vote in line with the party's policies and everything, but... Fucking hell, man. It just... Uh, I don't know. I, I I replied to that person on Twitter and was like, which which do you think left-leaning voters have more chance of influencing? The Labour Party's immigration policies or the Liberal Party's immigration policies? You think if you went to the Liberals and said, well, I wasn't going to vote for you anyway, but 
I think you should change this shit up versus like trying to to nudge a party that's center left a bit further to the left i think you're gonna have more success with that than a party that's constantly trying to see how much further to the right they can go <sighs> what a bummer mm, what a downer to end yeah, that, that, was on. A, that was a big downer and ending well we got one last one we got one last question hey, we, could, we can have a we can have a non-downer question if you would like uh, yeah, sure. Friend of the show, Dominic Gilfoyle says, can each host please give a detailed summary of their thoughts on the John Wick films? I don't like it. I watched what? the start Whoa. of it and the dog got hurt and I said I don't like this movie, so I never oh. watched any more of it. <laughs> oh. There's my review. <laughs> wow. If that Andrew Bolt article was correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the second one as much as the first one. I don't think the second one was as slickly done as the first, but I still had a very good time watching it. I think uh, I still definitely liked all of the um, all of like the the fight choreography and combat and all that sort of stuff. Um, they did the best casting of all of Ruby Rose as someone who can't speak, <laughs> and um, but but yeah, I think it suffered from that sequel thing of going ah we've made a sequel which means we now must expand the scope of this universe which gives mm. you more characters and more moving parts and you know a plot that's reaching further and everything um which in turn i think makes it a bit more difficult to to helm and guide yeah. through whereas the first movie was was just very 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 much a hey someone killed my dog i'm going to work my way through these people and kill this guy the end I'm, uh, I'm really excited for the third one because Jason Manzukis is going to be in it. <laughs> I love that guy. Yes, I love a whole bunch of people in What do you think, Theo? Oh, yeah, no, no. I haven't seen the second one. Um, I did enjoy the first one. Um, it's sort of very much along like, the lines of action movies that I enjoy um, where they're not... They're, they're really well put together, but they're not flashy at the same time. Yeah. It kind of um, reminded me a lot um, but not like, didn't have the like, s- like the super edginess, which is probably the worst part of it. But of the raid movies, mm-hmm. um, which are both really good. Ben, I believe you haven't seen the second one yet. I I'm keeping track. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's probably too long, but but yeah, like I enjoy that sort of stuff where it's sort of just very well choreographed. The the fights have they're doing the um, fundamentals. Yeah, and they've got impact, and there's there's like agency in the fight and there's um uh, like the feeling that something could go wrong during it they're good movies well, well i mean the first one is and go and see the raid if you like um uh, john wick because it's probably better hmm. i'll say this as well because um when i when i was on the sleezoids podcast recently um, and I was talking about Streets of Fire. Ben, weren't you on that one? Yeah, Ben. <laughs> Look, we've all got fucking problems. Sometimes <laughs> you, you have to take your laptop to a movie night that you run and get shit-faced at because they don't charge you for drinks while you're doing it. And then when you go to go home, you don't get your laptop because you're carrying the VCR that you took there <laughs> that you played the movies on from your VHS collection. And then you what wake life. up the next morning and you get very scared. Well, um, so maybe, no, I wasn't, Theo. Maybe, maybe we can make it up to them by doing another one. I hope so. Uh, but point being, the Streets of Fire, I was like, man, I really like that movie. Super simple plot. Girl gets snatched. 
uh, they have to go and get her back. And then they have a fight with the guy at the end. And oh, so the guy has to go and get her back. Yeah. So. And get this, she doesn't even say thank you. Um, <laughs> and, but it's like 90 minutes long. And I was like, perfect. Fucking 90 minutes long. Nice, simple storyline. You can really cut a movie down when it's got a nice, simple storyline like that. And like the first John Wick movie, which I will note, 100 minutes long. Uh, thank you to the directors of uh, John Wick for not making John Wick two and a half hours long. Yeah. Agreed. Thank Abs- you. Absolutely yep. did not need to be. No fat in that movie whatsoever. That's right. And that's the way you should do it. You should always... Mm-hmm. ABC, always be cutting stuff out of your movie that doesn't need to be in there. Yep. Especially action movies. Agreed. Agreed. Right. That's it, folks. Hmm. Uh, Crime Pass? Crime pass. Uh, Thank da- a man for doing a crime on you. Mm. <laughs> Thank <laughs> someone during a crime, yeah. Mm. That doesn't seem like a crime pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say physically injure a man. I definitely am not saying that. Oh, how about the crime pass is you can invent a new crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Sure. Yeah. Send us your invented crimes. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your time. We've done a long one. We've done a long one this week. We, we hope have. you enjoy it. Uh, as always, you can get some extra episodes over on patreon.com slash Ubuntu Vista. Uh, and if you are somehow listening to this without having subscribed to the show, subscribe to the show and you'll have more of them. Yep. That's it from us. Uh, so, you know, until next week, thanks, men. Thanks, Thanks, men. (laughs) Bye-bye.